Hi, good evening. Welcome into the Irish NFL show presented by our friends over at Pundit Arena. Welcome in to the boys. Welcome in, boys. How's it going? Happy Friday night. Happy Friday night. Yeah, uh, another, Friday night. An, another Friday night. Uh, looking at the walls of my apartment. I'm delighted we have football to talk about. <laughs> and there is a lot to talk about as well, Brian, isn't there? Welcome in. Yeah, you seem to put a good schedule together. So, yeah. Had on the heels of last night's live show discussing the the wins deal, but yeah, Colin has touched on it. Like we're all happy to be discussing the NFL because right now for us and by and large for everybody, there's very little else going on. So let's get into a, a packed show. Thanks to Michael putting together a good schedule. Before we get into the packed show, uh, I want to congratulate Mark for seeing the light. Literally, he looks fantastic. Mark, how are you? <laughs> All right, boys. It's, it's you three again. All right, yeah. I'm just going with this new look. This new look. It's kind of like my uh, superhero look with a beam of light shining down between me. Yeah. Of course, of course. Uh, just for anybody commenting tonight on uh, Twitter, it's a new system that Twitter are going to implement over the next month. Basically, the comments won't pop up on the screen. We love you. I apologize for that. Somebody commented up the dubs, and it wasn't Brian. It was... Um, Waddy. And on that note, we're going to move on to our first... Thank you very much, I think, for that there. We're going to move on to our first topic. I think I know who that is. I I can't believe we're talking about this, right? If you go on Twitter, boys, Drew Brees is trending and trending quite heavily with a lot of rumours stating that he might come back this year. I don't know where rumours have come from, but Sean Payton, of course, uh, Colin, I'll start with you, said a couple of weeks ago that Drew Brees was expected to retire. I seen a woman on a plane that sat beside Drew Brees, and she told him, "I'm," or he told her, "I'm going to retire." I mean, do you think it would be amazing if he came back, or do you think it's crazy talk, Colin? Uh, I I think it's crazy talk. I, I I think it would be a disaster for Drew Brees and for the Saints if he comes back. It's not going to work. Look, Drew Brees. It, it, everyone knew last year um that realistically that was it was the last rodeo the arm strength wasn't what it was uh, had been previously and we saw it diminish throughout the the season the injury obviously didn't help but even if the injury hadn't happened it he you know five yards lands to michael thomas are not going to win you a super bowl um the saints are in a, a huge uh, hole in terms of the cap to me bringing back drew breeze would add to an already um, lit- long list of uh, of problems that that uh, organization has to sort out. Drew Brees was the past. Drew Brees will go down as a Saints legend, uh, and rightly so. Um, Drew Brees will enter the Hall of Fame. Drew Brees is not a starting NFL quarterback in 2021. Matthew Reed, Brian says, harsh on Drew. Do you agree? Arson Drew because of the, the career he's had and the, and I suppose all the quality years he had. But I, I think back to the very first episode we actually did last October, Mike, and you asked the four of us or the three of us when you were doing the show in terms of what was the storyline of the season. And I said how poor Drew Brees had been and how he'd, I wouldn't say he'd fallen off the cliff, but his overall play had been declining week on week and he just didn't look the quarterback that we were used to seeing. If he does come back, I'd imagine they're going to paint it as the injury was more severe than than they originally thought, and he played throughout the rest of the season heavily injured. But for me, I think that's just an excuse to bring him back. I think the reason why I think they will bring him back if 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 this happens to come to pa- come 
come out in the next few days that that is, that is the case it's because they just don't know what to do from from the quarterback position because the two guys that are there i don't think they're the answer and we're already seeing very quickly a couple of quarterbacks have, have already made their moves and i imagine over the next few weeks before free agency we might see a few more trades and the saints because of their cap situation they're not in the sweepstakes and they're probably looking at going do we have the answer in-house no maybe we run with praise for one more year and it's back to a Brett Favre type situation back in the day where they had to talk him into coming out of retirement to go to the Jets, but really he wanted to play for the Vikings and stuff like that. So interesting the success, of, the success of the Brett Favre is definitely Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger wants to be wooed back every season. Oh, I might retire and everything. And everybody has to give him a big hug. Um, I am amazed, actually, Colin's description there of Drew Brees and saying his name so many times in a sentence there made me think that if we could just replace it with Chuck Norris, that whole piece would have worked as well, um, quite well. Um, for me, look, they've intentionally restructured his contract already um, to minimise the cap charge on him if he does retire. Of course, it's not a guarantee, but it's a pretty good indicator. He is a legend. He is an absolute Hall of Fame. Of course, he is still the NFL's most, you know, regular season, most passing yards of all time, although Brady will take that record next year, even if Breeze plays, I think. Um, he had not the same player he was this season. He wasn't as bad as Peyton Manning when he won a Super Bowl, let's be clear, um, and he was still a very good quarterback. Um, but, um, no, I think the moment has passed. The, 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 there were so many signs this season. Obviously, that last moment on the pitch in uh, New Orleans with Brady as well was something special um and yeah look you're gonna want him and i don't think Taysom hill and Jameis winston can stand up to what drew Brees delivered so of course if you're a saints fan i think there's always going to be that uh melancholy feeling and desire for him to come back but don't say yeah and obviously like the whole situation by, by the way is my audio okay yeah all good 100 other than your, your accent michael yeah it's great <laughs> Well, you know what? If we're going to go to that, I'll just go full screen. We'll talk about Drew Brees. Anyway, boys, really quickly now, before we talk about Drew Brees, you know, Brian mentioned there about excuses for Drew Brees coming back. Is there any excuse, Brian, for that jacket you're wearing tonight? Or, I mean, is there any sort of... Uh... Yeah, six All-Irons in a row. That's, a, that's probably the best excuse of the all. He asked for anyway. that. He asked for that. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. Like, you know, um, and we're going to come to talk about, we're actually going to talk about the GA and the NFL, uh, and the NFL in regards to COVID in, in a little while, boys. But <laughs> Drew Brees deserves to come back if he wants to come back. He's a legend of that team. He's a legend in the NFL. Should he come back? No. But will he come back? I think it would be 10 out of 10. It would be hilarious if he came back and played okay this year. Imagine he came back and he didn't deteriorate next year. Well, this year. The league season hasn't started yet, but... You know, he's in the division there where Tampa Bay, yeah, will probably run it back in the sense they'll win the division, but who knows? I would love to see Drew's I, I would love to see Drew Brees back for one reason. Uh just the other quarterbacks, the other players' reaction. Like Taysom Hill would be crying his eyes out, boys. Crying his eyes out. Jameis Winston. He'd be he'd be a bit, wouldn't he? He'd be absolutely fuming if he came back. Well uh, but yeah. I was going to say, Michael, I think James Winston is a free agent this season. Somebody can correct me on that. I think they is definitely take him on a two-year deal. But I think he'll might, uh, Winston might be a free agent. So he might be crying his eyes out because he doesn't have a job anymore if Breeze came back. I grant you that. But um, it's certainly it not like... a, a guarantee he's going to be there. And I should have called that out. So just to say. No, no, it's grand. And it seems like Brian's became a free agent. So... Uh... 
He, he's it's the closest he'll ever be to JJ Watt. Oh, hold on, hold on. Hey, I was going to go off and change my top, and I said no. I'd stay. I'd stay, I'd stay on. <laughs> no, <laughs> some t- some uh, connection issues. Maybe the laptop is getting tired of hearing the Drew Brees story as well. I think the camera must have seen the jacket and just thought, no, do you know what? Hi, it's gone. Uh, welcome to everybody watching the show. We've over 100 viewers so far on Twitter. So welcome in, folks. We appreciate you joining us on the Friday night. The next topic that we're going to talk about today, in my opinion, is a great topic because it, cons- it considers a number of different teams in the NFL, maybe teams that we haven't been able to talk about for ages because of uh, playoffs, Super Bowl, and that is JJ Watts. Uh, boys, I know not a lot has changed in the last few days, but we obviously went live last week, the big episode, whenever he announced that he was going to leave the Texans column. Uh, has your mind changed over the last few days in relation to where JJ Watt might end up? We've seen his tweets, we've seen the rumours. Uh, I was talking to Jeff Reinbold the other night, and he was saying about uh, him maybe going to Buffalo. What's your thoughts? Um, the the talk is that uh, you know JJ wants to compete. Uh, he wants to to try and add a ring to uh, that illustrious career that he's had. Um, I I still think uh, you might see um, the the 49ers make a make a play there if if they are to to look to bring in uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, we know that the Texans are going to want a defensive player. Nick Bosa might be somebody um, that they could um, could potentially uh, trade, um, and that would be quite attractive, obviously. So I, I think that could be a possibility. The Browns have been mentioned, um, and, uh, Michael, that would be very interesting, obviously, if that was to, to happen um, and people were to look back on uh, last week's show. Um, and the, the bills would obviously, he would, you know, um, give them a a real pass rush threat. Um, if that were to, to be the case, um, I'm sure, um, that the, there will be, there'll be plenty of teams in, in the, the running for JJ, but look, I still think the, I think the 49ers are not sold on Jimmy G. I think they're going to look to do something. It's been very quiet. I still think that that is uh, a possibility, um, but the talk during the week was certainly around the Browns. I'm going to say one thing before I hand over to Brian: the Buffalo Bills, perfect fit for a team on the own. Brian, your thoughts on JJ? What have you have you changed your mind over the last few weeks? I'm just before you say that, uh, comment in there. I call Niners would be crazy to give up Bosa. Brian, the stage is yours. If you can hear us, okay, yeah, all good. I can hear you okay now. I think the, the situation with Watt at the moment, last week we discussed, we thought the move might happen quickly enough because the teams would play their cards very quickly to pick him up. But I think, I know the cap to a certain extent has been resolved this week in terms of it going from 175 to 180. But this TV deal that's due to happen in the next three weeks will dictate again what the final cap number is. So I think teams are kind of being a bit reluctant to put a deal in place for, for what, just in case things go a different direction in the next few weeks and then they're kind of left he's left left, left hanging without finishing a sentence perhaps there might be the only thing worse than Brian's internet at the moment has to be 
and I mean this with respect, being a Texans fan this off season, because every <laughs> single conversation is either about where is JJ Watt going to go, and it's not going to be you know, the Houston Texans anymore, even though it's the only club he's known, or where is Deshaun Watson going to go? So it must be like ripping apart the seams for every Texans fan. For me, with JJ Watt, uh, and if you'll allow the musical pun from the 80s, he's getting out of dire straits in the Houston Texans, and the, the most attractive place probably is to join his brothers in arms at Pittsburgh Steelers. Michael, you're far too young to get that musical reference, but hopefully Colin got it at least. Um, so, yeah, no, I knew you were completely lost on that one. So the Steelers have to be attractive. I mean, there has never been a case in NFL history where three brothers have played on the same team at the same time, if I remember correctly. Plenty of pairs of brothers. Uh, Gronkowski brothers played together and a couple of stops and things like that, but never three together. So um, that that would be an interesting thing. But, you know, he wants a ring. So, like, you know, if they can resolve all their cap issues, people like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I have to think, are going to be in the mix for this. Um, if it's really about a ring as well, imagine Tom Brady giving you the call and just saying, hey, you know, come down here, play a year, we'll give you a bugger all or nothing but you'll be on a team that's absolutely loaded with a great chance. Or Patrick Mahomes might make that call from Kansas City or whoever. There is probably only a handful of teams that could really attract him um, because if that's what he's really playing for, then he has to go to the best. Simple as. I want to see JJ Watt win a ring, though. I really do. I think he's, he's a great guy. Everyone he done in Houston off the field was, was fantastic, but more so yeah. he's obviously an incredible football player. So as long as he doesn't go to the Chiefs for me, I'll be happy enough. But it, it would be interesting to see him in, in the NFC. I think, Colin, what you brought up there, 49ers would be an interesting concept. Very interesting concept. I, I look, I, I agree. The comment, certainly, if you, you, you're not going to get rid, rid of Nick Bosa for no reason. But if your reason for trading Nick Bosa is because you're going to get to Sean Watson... And, and you can bring in J.J. Watt all of a sudden to act as a, a replacement to go get a ring. That's why you do it. You, that's the only reason you do it is, is the opportunity to, to get to Sean Watson. That would be the only reason I could see them doing it. Um, but also one, one final point that I, I should make is um, in terms of Mark's uh, musical reference, I'm delighted to see him uh, do a tribute to um, Ziggy Stardust uh, with the line down the, the center of his face. Uh, fantastic David Bowie tribute from Mark this evening. I try. I try. Yeah, I think yeah. It's the anniversary of his death, Colm. You know, it's it's an important important to mark it. Um, Brian, welcome back. Uh, four, fourth time lucky, yeah. Tour times a charm, huh? Fourth, fourth. Oh, okay, fair enough. Okay, I, I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have a point to make. We'll carry on. <laughs> okay, boys, fair enough, fair enough. So it'll be interesting, obviously, to see what happens with JJ. What we're going to go from one. Texans player or one former Texans player to a current Texans player. It looks like he ain't going anywhere at the minute. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Uh, obviously, there's obviously a lot of talk around JJ Watt, lads, but Deshaun Watson is the guy that epitomizes this current free agency market. You know, he's the guy that everyone's talking about both over here and in the States as well. Where will he end up? There hasn't really been much traction over the last week or so at all. There's been no talk really. Um, there's been a bit of talk we've seen on the list. We were talking yesterday. Um, 
with the Pat McAfee show about certain teams were in for a quarterback, maybe hitting at the 49ers, and the Broncos will be interested in Watson. I know myself and Colin knows the Broncos will heavily go for Watson if he becomes available, but you can see at the bottom, as of right now, in terms of the bookmakers here, the Broncos, the Panthers, the Dolphins, and the 49ers are among the favourites to land Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson column, currently favourite to stay at Houston, going by different bookmakers in the UK and Ireland. Have you anything to add over the last week? Um... Look, there's going to this is how it's going to play out for the the next while. The Texans are going to say that they are not going to um, trade him, um, that he's not available. Um, I keep going back to one um, Alex Ferguson saying he wouldn't sell Real Madrid a virus. Uh, you ha you have to say those things. Um, I see that um, talk today uh, that um, jo John McLean, uh, what a wonderful name, um, but not the guy from Die Hard. He is uh, a reporter. Um, with close ties to the Texans saying, no, not, definitely not happening. Um, the only thing is the same guy said that um, DeAndre Hopkins wasn't going anywhere last season. He also said the Texans had uh, the steal of last offseason with uh, Laramie Tunsil. So, um, you know, you, you, you wonder um, about how close he is to, to the team and, um, you know, when when he that becomes um, almost propaganda rather than reporting, so I still think that they will want a haul, given where they are in terms of their cap space, given where they are in terms of their lack of picks. Um, you keep Deshaun Watson, um, what, and you you have an unhappy player. He's not going. You know, it's it's not it's just not going to end well, and I think that players are probably beginning to realize um, kind of the power they have in in the league now. I think this ends with the Texans um, getting a king's ransom, but Deshaun Watson playing elsewhere come September. Brian, do you think come September the Texans will have Deshaun Watson, or do you think it's going to end in tears, a bit like your uh, connection at the minute? Sorry, that's the last time we'll talk to them. I don't think it ends in tears for the Texans because I think they will get a lot of picks which will help them move forward as a franchise. Um, I also took time out to read John McClain's uh, article from the Houston Chronicle. One interesting point that he did say is they haven't communicated yet, the new general manager, the new head coach, and Watson. And until that meeting takes place face-to-face, -face, they are not going to consider trading. They want to sit down, put their plan in place and say, this is what we plan, we need you here. Realistically, we know how that's going to end up. He's going to say no face-to-face, -face, I want to move on. And until that meeting happens, they're not going to trade him. The other interesting point was, he said, if he's not traded by the draft, he won't get traded because the value comes straight down. And he did then want to say, the likelihood is it would be the Jets. And the deal would involve two first-round picks this year, two first-round picks next year, Quinn and Williams and Sam Darnold. And that's the deal that will get it done. Wow. Wow. Sorry, are we playing fancy football again because that ain't happening. But Mark, um, the Celtic Tigers back, baby. If that happens, Mark, Mark, I, can't, I can't see where 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 it's not. It's, it, they're talking about four round, four first rounders. Realistically, yeah, that's what they it's going to take. Talk, they can talk all they like. I mean, don't get me wrong. It is unprecedented that a player of this talent is available this early in his career at this stage in his career. However. There is not a single player in the NFL in its entire history that has been traded for a haul of that magnitude. No one. Zero. Never happening. And we throw out these kind of things of, oh, they'll trade him for three, four, five first-round picks. It's 
It's pie-in-the-sky nonsense. Nick Casario knows what he's doing. Don't get me wrong. He's going to do everything possible to maximize the market for Watson, say he's not going, make people try to extract it out of him. He's played the game. He knows how to play this game. Certainly a lot better than Jack Easterby and damn hell a lot better than Bill O'Brien. Let's be fair. However, I said it a few months ago when this first came up. It feels like a few months ago. I'll say it again. The NFL is not the NBA. Deshaun Watson on the 1st of September will still be a Houston Texan. Whether he is playing for the Houston Texans is another matter. But he will still be a Houston <laughs> What is happening? Hold on. He, what, he, what? He, he's proclaiming that he's going to sit out. That's what he's going to say. He's yeah. going to sit out and take the fight. He, he, I'm not saying he, he could well do. I'm just saying that that is something that, given what he's expressed to date, is a real viable option if he doesn't get traded how much does he push it i mean it that it has definitely got precedence when you want to draw revis if you want whoever they sit out and they force the agenda in relation to it to get what they want um but he's a houston texan that won't benefit him it won't benefit the texans the value of the deal for the texans next year goes down he will still get his trade in the end you look at levy and bell at the time who was arguably one of the best running backs in the league he sat out for a year Never the same player again. Got to move to the Jets. The Steelers never really got what they want. What, what they really yeah. didn't know the deal. I just don't see. Personally, but, but, and you say I agree with you. It doesn't benefit the Texans, but it does benefit Deshaun Watson. Because if he sits really out, the Texans would kind of go, "Well, he's not playing for us anyway. We have to do something." I mean, the, 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 there is the possibility. Is what I'm saying. I don't know if he will or not. I just don't think he gets traded. Well. Look, I think we've come a long way since even when we did discuss this towards the back end of the season going into the playoffs where, fairness, Mark, you made the point it isn't, and you made the point same point tonight, it's not the NBA, it's the NFL and things. things. But I think gradually over the past while we're starting to get, we're never going to get to that situation with the NBA the way they do their deals. But like we've seen with the Goff and we've seen with the Stafford trade, things are moving in that general direction. That's why I think, like, like we've said, the Texans are saying all the right things, but inevitably what will happen is they realise to move the team forward. They've gone from being winning the division four out of five years to a four and twelve record in in the space of a year. They're completely dismantled, you know. So, in order to get themselves back challenging, they have to do the deal. Like if they keep them, um, sorry, man. If they keep them, they've no first round pick. They've Fuller's going to leave in free agency. What have they got? They've got nothing. You know, and they're going to be like that for two or three years. And then what's going to... Okay, so then they just go into rebuild mode and get a first-round pick next year. They have to do the deal. I think for me, and I know there's a few more points to make in this matter, for me, I think, as, as biased as I am, looking at Denver there and under saying, that would be unbelievable for us. I, I actually look at the Panthers and see the situation in Carolina to be a very interesting situation. Uh like, you know, three or four first-round draft picks over the next two or three seasons on Christian McCaffrey, maybe throw in somebody else as well for that. Very possible. And that gets Carolina, that quarterback that they've been asking for since 2015, 2016, Cam Newton, who hasn't showed up since. I'm looking at you, Mr. Belichick. Um, a lot of, not much talk on the Patriots in that sense going on as well. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, Mark, have you any point to make, sorry? Uh, no, I was just thinking to myself, Michael, like, uh, that Carolina deal, why would they do that to poor Christian McCaffrey? 
Like, he's done nothing but good things for Carolina. Why would you subject him to that in throwing him into the Wolves in Texans? I know if you got to Sean Watson, it changes the game. But that seems a bit mean, is all I'll say. Yeah, absolutely. Any other points, Poisonous? To me, I suppose, like, where we have seen... Um... Q, the player power in this league in the past has been more so in the draft, right? But it's always been with QBs, whether it was Elway or whether it was Eli. Um, to me, Deshaun Watson is, if, if he wanted to sit out, he's worth 25 million at least, um, plus whatever endorsements uh, he has. He can he can just sit in his hands and they, there's nothing that the Texans can can do about that, really. They don't pay him. OK, fine. Well, then they're without a quarterback. They're without any picks um, and they're they're circling the, the drain um, because they have the, the whole situation um, in the front office there. So. Oh, my as, God. I hit the wrong button. It's I feel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was the, vo- I was the voice of God. I was the voice of God for a minute there. I think that um, I think they don't hold nearly as much leverage as people are thinking they do because from everything that's been said, Deshaun Watson is that unhappy with the organization. He doesn't care about the money. He 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 cares. It's a, it's a point of principle to him, and if it comes to it, he'll sit out. Um, Michael, one point um, in the final press conference of which he done towards the end of the season, when it was starting to become very evident he wanted to move, his last statement by all accounts was he wants to win a Lombardi. So, you know, I think that says it all. I don't think it's about the money for him. He's 25 years of age. He's arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And he knows if he stays there, the opportunity to get to a Super Bowl may come at some stage in the career because we've seen teams bounce back within two to three years. But... He wants to be playing in the in the. He wants. To, he's had a taste of the, of the playoffs. You know, he won a game last year. They blew a twenty-four point lead in Arrowhead. He wants to get back, and he wants to have an opportunity to go to Super Bowl. Well, then come to the best division of football, and let's do it. Let's do it, boys. Let's yeah. Do it. yeah, Michael. I don't know if you've got um, ESPN open actually, but I'm just seeing there. There's some breaking news opening up. Uh, as Brian said, to Sean Watson wants to win a Lombardi and it's just being announced that he's going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as Tom Brady's backup so he can win another Lombardi. Okay. On that note, we're going to move on and I have been looking forward to this topic all week because it's going to bring out some fireworks. So, um, okay. On the 4th of February in 2020, before COVID-19 hit, Ian Rappaport reported the fact that the Jacksonville Jaguars would play two games at Wembley Stadium, an unprecedented moment for an NFL team to play two games in London. Lot J has been rejected, meaning the Jaguars are looking for a new home over the next five to ten years, and it looks very likely that, that, they, may re- that they may relocate. Uh, a lot of talk about London. That's a whole different conversation. The conversation that we're going to have today is along the lines of, will the NFL play games outside of the United States in this calendar year. And I'm talking not just about the UK or Ireland, I'm talking about Germany, I'm talking about Mexico and China as well. Now, on the so I was talking about the 4th of February, three months later, the 4th of May, the day, well, about seven or eight hours before the schedule release, the NFL announced that they would not be playing any games um, outside the United States, obviously due to the COVID-19 pandemic. This week, uh, the Illinois-Nebraska game has been cancelled in Dublin, a game that was supposed to take place on the 28th of August 
2021. Bearing in mind the game, Notre Dame against Navy, that was supposed to take place at the Aviva, was cancelled uh, May or June last year, if I'm correct in saying, boys. So a big difference this year in regards to time, and, and they've cited government intervention and health and safety protocols, and that game will now be played in Illinois. Obviously, sad news in that sense, but it makes sense in relation to the current situation. So we're going to talk very briefly today about this. Column: the NFL is scheduled to play four games Two games at Wembley and two games at Tottenham at a minimum next season. With game 17, who knows, there could be games in Germany and different places around Europe and around the world. As of right now, do you believe, whenever the schedules are released in April and May, do you think that the NFL will play any games outside the United States? With the way things stand at the moment, I don't. I doubt it. I really don't see games um, outside of the United States this year. To me, the reason you play games overseas is because you w- want to play in front of fans and full stadiums, and you want to have um, the whole array of events that you have leading up to it. That side of things has only grown as the international series has grown. Um, there are a lot of fan events. All of that is is unlikely to be able to happen in its fullest sense. Um, so to me, why would you fly players, um, you know, thousands and thousands of miles and across, um, you know, multiple time zones when they're not going to be playing, I don't think, in front of a, a full stadium. They're not going to be able to do all of the, the events that you would like them to do. Uh, I think if if it was a situation where they could play in front of a full stadium, I think that would be very different. Um, But I think realistically, um, we are some way off the ability to have, you know, um, 70, 80,000 people together um, going in and out of a stadium. Um, So to me, I think that is the biggest factor. So I don't see games in uh, in London this year. Play back about it's it's not even just about the game. It's about the the number of people who are you know London is a very busy city at the best times. So you're going to have a number of people coming in from outside of the UK to watch the game. It's not just about the fans purchasing tickets in the UK. You know we're the Irish NFL show. We we would tend to travel over. There's numerous people in the country. You're going to get people from Europe. So the bigger picture is around. Was the UK seems to be on a, a good numbers in terms of the, the vaccination other countries aren't and they may not have caught up with the uk in time from the nfl's point of view i think the only difference this year is i actually think they will factor them into the schedule i know last year you just touched on it michael the fact that they removed the games in advance in terms of they gave the notification the games weren't going to be played i think they'll give themselves every opportunity to play them this year even including the games within the schedule when it's released early may with a, with a caveat that they will review it come the end of June, early July, and the caveat being if things aren't in place to play the games, they will revert back to the original schedule, which would be the game gets played in whoever is deemed to be the home team. But I think where last year they were very cautious and very safety-orientated, I think this year they will give themselves every opportunity to get the games played, and that means even putting it into the schedule and getting a bit of expression of interest from fans before making that final decision. Wait a second, I'm just worried about this. Do, do do I have to be the optimist here? Am I just going to be the optimistic one? Like, this I, is, this go, is go for it. I try to well, be optimistic, Rick. No, I, I'm, I'm much more optimistic in many ways. I think I agree entirely with what Brian said. I think they're going to base it in the schedule and they're not even going to release the schedule until later than normal, maybe towards May more so than April. Um, and that they can then reserve the ability to make a decision, maybe July time, 
frame on when the game's going ahead. But let's be honest about this. If you don't believe that the NFL is actively seeking to privately procure vaccines for its teams and its players, um, well, I've got a bridge to sell you because there is too much money involved in the NFL for them to not try to do everything they can to put on their product without interruption, without any challenges. And they'll deal with any media blowback on, well, you've taken vaccines there that we've given to others. But by the time the season comes around, do I think that every player will at least have the opportunity, of course, if they choose not to, that's going to be their personal decision, to vaccinate? I do honestly think so. And then if you have a bunch of people that are all vaccinated, well, they can travel no problem to all their other places and all their other games. So what about travel to London, who have not closed borders and closed planes, have elite sport authorised there? Again, if you do not believe that the UK government is working tirelessly, not necessarily to save the country, but to at least make sure elite sport can have audiences back in August, for example, the next Premiership season, do they want fans going to games? I would say absolutely they do. So the NFL may be scheduling games for slightly later, maybe towards November. Could it happen? Yes. Do I think it's likely? No. I, you know, I'd still urge on the side of caution. But I think the circumstances are there to allow it. The vaccination schedule in the UK seems to be on course to an extent. They seem to have stood up quite a lot of infrastructure. They obviously have more vaccines because they've self-produced them within the country. So for all those reasons, there is the possibility you could get a group of vaccinated players in a country that's opened up a lot further in an October-November timeframe, and magic happens and they come together. And to Colin's point, of course they want the fans, of course they want the events, and maybe not everything can be done the same way. But they equally don't want to lose the connection with the international audience. They don't want to lose that once-in-a-kind-of-year experience, or four times in a year as they were building up to, experience for fans, um, and to keep extending the analysis they do on every London trip of does this work, does this work better, which is all part of the preparation. So, yeah, I'm going to be the optimist. I'm going to say it's not as negative, Nelly, as the guys are going. There's a real chance it's going to happen. I'm crossing my fingers and hoping for that. For me, um, if it does happen, I mean, there, there's a number of elements here. The UK is progressing well with the vaccine. I think at the minute, as of today, 17 million people have had their first shot. Um, there's people getting it that I know next week that'll have their second shot by May. So if you look at it in that sense, that's that, that, that's interesting. And I guess if we're sitting here by, let's say the NFL brings out the schedule in the second, first, second week of May, like they did last year, because it was, it was, it was extended last year by a month because of COVID. So, I think if they bring it around the same time, I think it comes down to a number of different options. I think they'll keep their I think they'll keep their options open. I'm going to look at it in two ways. First off, for me, if the games do go ahead, um, I think that's great. I'll find a way to get to it because hopefully by then, please God, I'll be vaccinated. But um, I don't think there'll be the four games. I think there'll be maybe less games, and I also think that the <laughs> you aren't going to like this, boys. I, I also think that the attendance will be limited to the UK audience. I really do. I think they'll they'll make sure. They, and this that, that might sound crazy. I think it'll be limited to a certain amount of people in Wembley Stadium, in Tottenham Stadium, um, and I think it might be limited to people in the UK. And maybe that might be in mainland UK, as in Scotland, Wales, and England. Maybe that might happen just to make sure that there's no issue there. 
because who knows what will happen in mainland Europe over the next few months as well, different variants, etc., etc., etc. If that's for us to get, if that, or maybe, I guess, UK Ireland, if that had us boys in, we wouldn't be complaining about it. I'd feel bad for other fans. If that's the way it has to work, that's the way it has to work. Do I think that the UK or Ireland will be in a situation in six months to have these games? I I have no idea. I I would love it if it did, but I don't think they will, personally. I think that um, it's going to take a long time to come out of this. I think it'll take us the rest of the year to come out of this. And I can't see there being Premier League crowds this year. I can see there maybe having... Look at this. This is what the whole the whole different conversation starts. They had different postcodes, different tiers in England. I didn't have a clue what was going on in England. You had some Premier League teams with a crowd of two thousand people. There was never a crowd of more than five thousand people in the last twelve months. That might change with a vaccine. I can't see it happening to for it to go back to normal. Almost, I can't see it being a situation where they have 25,000, 26,000 people at the Super Bowl in America. I can't see that scale being here yet. So, I mean, look at here. Look at the GAA. Like, I think everyone knows at this point the GEA are going to have the All-Ireland wide crowd or a very limited crowd at the minute this year just to tide it over and hopefully next year it works. For me, I am more in Colin's boat. I think that the announcement will be made. And this is just me guessing. I think the announcement will be made and there'll be another sort of announcement. Look, you know, we're not having any London games this year. But because of the 17 game in 2022, something like that there when there's, you know, the majority of people have been vaccinated around the world, never mind the UK, and maybe it has settled in that sense. I think in 2022, there will be more games in London because I think they'll want to test four to six games over the next couple of years um, and not just Jaguars games. So that's what my issue would be there. I personally think that we won't have London games this year, but I don't think it's going to affect the growth too much. We've seen the overnight that they had the highest viewing figures in over 30 years for the Super Bowl. So who knows? Michael, I, I think, and you, you touched on it there, and I think it's a fair point, you know, in terms of the consideration of reducing the number of games that they, not like, they're due to give us four games, but realistically, they could turn around and say, we'll give you two. They could use that as, on the basis of, look, we want to play the games. As Mark said, they want to keep the international series ongoing. We can't give you the full four. We'll go back and give you two. You touched on it. They'll play them later than normal. They might play them in November. And then, obviously, you said, you asked the question last night, does adverse weather come, in, come into the picture? Well, we'll play those two games in Tottenham Stadium because they can control, to a certain extent, the weather in terms of the pitch is geared towards an NFL. They can, it's an NFL pitch, and they might look at it that way, rather than a Wembley pitch, which let's let's be fair, can be very muddy at times. Yeah, but but you have to you have to realise. I mean, we want to keep these players safe, Brian, and you don't want to infect them by having to play on Tottenham's home ground. <laughs> I care about anybody it. watching this as Americans probably will watch all no it's it's yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I think we'll, we'll, leave, we'll, we'll leave Arsenal at home where they belong at the moment, you know? <laughs> look I'll tell you what we'll do we play the four games in the Aviva are we all happy with that yeah we all happy. And we'll, have, we, we'll have a wee studio and we'll, we'll have a chat I, I, I think boys I think we're a year off but I'll tell you what when it happens again it's going to be a great moment. Like, like, I mean, I think one thing that we need to stress very highly here is on the Super Bowl press conference, Mr. Goodell obviously stated um, that as long as the UK government is happy with it and as long as it works out in the way where I think is it you know near enough, a decent capacity and it works and it's safe that the NFL is committed to having a game this year. And if it doesn't work this year, I have no doubt in my mind that the NFL, Roger Goodell, etc. have hopes to expand London. It's obvious what's happening in Jacksonville. Uh, it looks like Jacksonville are going to have a good team now as well. So, uh, 
Yeah, sounds good. I mean, like, look, I mean, I think we've all been to London games, yeah? Everybody here's been to London games? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's good crack. I, but I think some better than others, that's pretty good. <laughs> Where you've got the Giants fans, the Cowboys fans sitting beside each other holding hands. And that's what I seen at one game. I was like, yeah, you must have been. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, Michael, I will keep saying though, Jacksonville are never moving to London. London is the new LA. It's the big scary thing they're going to hold over play, over cities' heads for the next twenty years. In my in my view, I just I think the logistics on a full time franchise is just too much. But it's a lovely little story to keep people worrying in different locations <laughs> around America. Say, Jesus, we need a good new stadium, Seattle or Paul Allen. They've got, so they don't care. But we need a good new stadium. You need to keep giving us the tax breaks in these places. Otherwise, oh, we could just lift up the franchise over there. So it's genius. It's brilliant by Goodell. I mean, from a business perspective, it is just, brilliant. Like, there's no just give us 16 different games each week. 16 different games each week. Nobody cares. All grand. We've got the Bengals one week. We've got the Raiders the next week. We've got the Broncos the next week. We've got the Giants a week after that. 17 games. They have to do it. Okay, I'll tell you what, there's take five games a year Michael, if they did that and you had to attend them all you know if you just look back at how you <laughs> how you looked at when we did the scott hansen interview as to how you looked at the very end of the super bowl show that could be you after 16 17 weeks of going to Wembley every week <laughs> oh man so i think we're two and two me and colin don't think it will be and you are more optimistic yeah yeah i i think the important point though on all of this is I'd love, like, I think we all would love them to go ahead um, if it was possible to do so. I, I mean, it, it's gotten bigger and better every year, and it seemed to to be building up. Um, so in saying that, I don't think they uh, will go ahead doesn't mean I don't want them to. Um, I would absolutely love that we were all in a position to... Uh, to go to to London to to watch games that are taking place there. Um, equally, I'd love to be in a position that we can go stateside to watch games um, that season as well. So let's see. That's another point. I think until the borders open, I think there's no. How can you have games? Anyway, anyway let's talk for another day. Our last topic tonight, gentlemen, before we retire for the weekend. Um, Packers have released a number of players. What Rick Rick Wagner, Christian Kirksey have been released to, to clear cap space. Now, we were talking about this column off air. I think a few boys are in it as well. There's a bit of a situation brewing up in Green Bay because that cap space isn't great at the minute, is it? Um, for the Packers, there. Well, I suppose this is why they're they're making the moves that um, that they are. They they ended the season in not not in a great space, but I think that they are they've begun to make the moves. Um, they have Bakhtiari restructuring that. Um, they they will, I imagine, look to probably restructure maybe a couple of other guys. Um, you know, if if they are to make a run with Rodgers, obviously they need to bring in some additional talent there. Um, they've fallen kind of at the, the championship hurdle over the last couple of years. They obviously want to get over that. If they are to get over that, you need to add talent. Um, so they, they have, they've looked to, to move uh, a few guys um, on. I think it'll be interesting to, to see what they do. Um, and we go back to, do they make a play for JJ Watt? But they they need a couple more receivers up there as well. And there are some really interesting uh, receivers coming into to free agency. So um, I think the Packers are, to me, they're more likely to, to potentially make a play um, on some of the receivers potentially rather than JJ. But uh, we will see. Sir, what do you reckon, Brad? 
Uh, just on the JJ, I know I'm going back to the what, what was discussed earlier, but whoever takes up JJ Watt, in my opinion, isn't go- he's not going to go in there and turn them into an immediate Super Bowl contender. Okay, if he goes to hold on, hold on. What? Well, no. if, if he goes to Buffalo, no. Nothing. He's gonna play in a rotation. He like he, he's only played two of the last five seasons. He only has yeah, five that, and a half sacks. That, that works for him though. I so if he's playing in a rotation, that's class. I know, but the point I want to make is if teams are out there pro, being proactive in terms of releasing players to make up space in order to sign him. To be honest, they probably should hold off for two or three weeks when free agency starts and other teams start to drop players off. For example, today Packers um, it hasn't been confirmed but speculation is that Preston Smith defensive end is going to be released who they only picked up in free agency two years ago I believe um, they're, not, they're going to move him because he's a cap casually he's a really good player I would take Preston Smith over JJ Watt tomorrow because by and large you're going to get three or four seasons out of him and he will probably do a lot better than JJ Watt will do in two seasons because that's all you're going to get out of JJ Watt I'm just saying he's not going to come in and be the forefront of your defence he's going to play in a rotation in a defence that's stacked to help that team potentially get over the top and get to the Super Bowl. But for teams to be releasing players now, I don't see the Packers doing that because of the J.J. Watt situation. I think they're doing it because they realise they have a lot of amendments to, to make to, to their current team for next season. And they're looking at players that are, by and large, have a bit of a cap. And did they really, were they really productive last year? Probably not. And that's the reason why they're moving them off. Um. Yeah, look, I actually agree with Brian entirely that JJ Watt at this stage of his career is going to be more of a rotation player. He is not, I mean, he is a three-time defensive player of the year, but he is not the force, obviously, he was in the past. He's a bit better, or he's a lot better, I would say, than, say, Chris Long a few years ago, where he went, well, won a ring with the Patriots, then went to the Eagles and won a ring with them in much more of a rotational role. Um, JJ can do a lot more, a lot more on passing downs on the inside tackle position and stuff, so he is still a potential difference maker, but it is not necessarily an every down difference maker. Look, in terms of the Packers releasing these guys, I mean, they're more towards the end of the uh, their roster or the back end of their roster. Yes, they start a number of games this season, but it is not the stars of the show for them. And every team is going to have to make these difficult decisions and release players because of cap, because of just roster construction. The only thing that we should probably put up is the news when the Jets start releasing players because they've got about 50 of their players towards the back end of their roster that they could probably release. <laughs> someone, has an infinite, someone has an infinite Jets, anyway. I, I, I think he's getting slightly worried because he looks at the cap space that the Jets have, two first-round picks, two number two picks, and he's probably thinking... Gee, we could be the wooden spoon in the AFC East come next sure. year. Why would I be worried about that? They're going to give them all to Houston, according to you. That's fine. Don't forget, um, they've got a lot of cap space. Even when, no matter what happens with Deshaun Watson, they can be very proactive in free agency. I I think there's slander of JJ Watt going on here because I remember. <laughs> yeah when the Broncos brought in DeMarcus Ware and the impact he had. Um, And the Cowboys let him go. Uh, Another absolute kind of um, franchise guy came in to to Denver and was absolutely immense. Instrumental in terms of the Broncos winning the uh, Super Bowl in the 2015 season. Had a huge uh, leadership role. I think, again, we we underestimate the the leadership role um, and the the impact in, in the locker room. 
yeah, is J.J. Watt um, the same sort of um, player that he was uh, when he was 27? No, but is he absolutely looked up to across the league for what he's achieved on and off the field? Yes. So to me, any team that brings Watt in and brings in that that leadership that he had um, and brings to you, I think they he will have an enormously beneficial influence on any locker room that he goes into, and he will instantly make other players better just by his presence. Sorry. Sorry. I call him, I suppose the point I was making was I don't believe what we're seeing from the Packers today is any way related to them potentially being in on JJ Watt. I just believe they're doing their own homework, you know, gone through what's happened last season, looked at the, the, team, the players in terms of how productive they were and making the decision to move on. It just seems to be in and around the time when everybody's dotting the eyes and saying, He's from Wisconsin. The Packers must be in for him. They're releasing players now to, to free up the money in order to sign him. So he's definitely going to be signing for the Packers come Monday morning. In fact, the odds here while we talk, <laughs> Sorry, Mark. Current favourites. Um, let's have a look. Sean Watt. JJ Watt. Odds on to join the Browns. Packers second favourites. Bills yeah. the third favourites. And the New England Patriots are at 20-1. to 1. So if you put a tenner on the Patriots, boys, you'd lose you your back. You lose um, <laughs> so the, the one thing is, look, JJ Watt's leadership is key, uh, actually, and it's a great point Colin makes up. I mean, the you know we mentioned, I mean, the forty-one million he raised for Hurricane Katrina as a man, he's fantastic as a leader of men in the locker room. I think there's never been a question he has been um, super at that, even in the years he's got injured. But there's a point: the years he's got injured. And we should have talked to you a bit more about it, about Carson Wentz last night. You've got to bear in mind Carson Wentz and probably even JJ Watt at this stage, you're paying them for 12 games of a season because at some point they'll get injured again. That's a big statement to make up a Carson Wentz. Well, yeah, I mean, is... 12 games would be probably two seasons for Carson Wentz at this stage. <laughs> we, we didn't even touch on them. You know, Deshaun Jackson was released by the Eagles tonight, which, as as we said last night on the show, it doesn't come as a surprise because the point we made last night was the Eagles are in a complete rebuild. It's a dumpster fire now. Zach Harris will get traded. Deshaun Jackson is gone. There's going to be three or four more players to go. I said, and he's the first one to go already. You know, they've literally... It'll be tight enough. Then, Brad, next year in the East, with it? Tight enough. Uh, look, I'm not saying anymore. Sure. Right now, right now, uh, I, I would be very happy with our situation. Hold, hold, hold two, on, hold on. Just, just repeat that. Just my Right now, going into free agency and then obviously the draft, I think I would be comfortable where the Giants are in terms of the rebuild against the Cowboys, and who are going to have to franchise tag Dak and use a lot of their cap on Dak again for a quarterback coming back from a serious injury. So we don't know how he's going to react to that. We're all just assuming it's going to come back and be the quarterback of old and the eagles for me are in rebuild so if washington go and get themselves a proper quarterback then obviously i see them as favorites but i certainly think we'd be challenging the washington team for the division next year that fair oh, sorry hit the wrong button uh, any i don't know what i didn't say, say we're going to win the division i said we'll be challenging washington i don't think that's unfair bearing in mind how the season ended and how we came on as the season progressed and we lost a lot of games, very close games, where we could have won a few games. And we're certainly on the right track. Fair enough, fair enough. Anybody want to challenge that? No? 
I, I just want to comment. It's February, and Brian thinks the Giants are going to be great. Um, this, well, this, actually, no, it was this, December, this, and Mark said we were going to be great. So I, I just keep reminding you that you're the one who kicked it off. <laughs> well, kicked kicked one off. Mark said in December the Giants are going to be great next season. Yeah. I said oh, no. Take <laughs> 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 that down. I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you something. This this new system you have is fantastic. How quickly you can, you know, talk about what. <laughs> I tell yeah. you, I, Michael, you might have to leave us soon because I think the Sun newspaper is going to be contacting you in the morning. Oh, that is that is low. That is low. <laughs> Carl, you're going to say something. Yeah, some big news out of Miami just now um, that uh, the Dolphins are privately acknowledging that um, they will be in the mix for Deshaun Watson. Uh, should he uh, should he be available? Um, they will they will be in there with the Broncos and the Panthers. Uh, they may have backed to a uh, immediately after the the season, um, but. The, the report coming out says that, yes, if, if he is now, a lot of that probably comes down to Brian, Brian, what Brian said around. A lot of it is going to be if he goes before the draft, because obviously the Dolphins draft capital is especially in, in this particular draft. But they would have to uh, potentially to offer. Just interesting to hear that out of uh, the Miami, Miami Herald are reporting it, that uh, a senior official at uh at the um at the dolphins has said that they will be in the mix in the mix 2k6 like we reported earlier on as you can see from our fantastic graphics thank you brian for that boys and michael just one other thing on the panthers we talked about releasing players they released a few three players as well cleared up about now 28.5 million cap space so again if you think that they are trying to set themselves up for the sean I, I don't necessarily think it's related, but lots of moves, lots of people getting lots and lots of cap space to compete with the Jets, clearly, for every free agent. I agree. I agree. Here's the crack. We are not back until um, next Friday. I can see the disappointment in Brian's face already. But don't worry. It's, it's going to be good next year. Don't worry. It's all good. But all right. uh, I think I think the... Sorry, go ahead. Sure. I said if the Giants win the Super Bowl, we'll all be in LA to, to witness it, so that would be great. Paying a bill money for Brian to get out of Balotelli, why always me, yeah. <laughs> um, we're planning to be back next Friday. We have a show with a special guest next Sunday. Will we be back next Friday? It's my 30th birthday next Friday, so I don't know. We haven't decided yet. Oh, well, then, we'll let Mark step in and host it because you might have a few sherbets on you at that stage. So. No. Which, um, which uh, 70s pop star will Mark be impersonating next week? <laughs> Find out here exclusively. Oh, the, oh, the, the podcast <laughs> listeners are really missing out on, on this. Uh, Brian, I think we might have to change the cover art uh, for this particular episode. I, 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 I would love, I would love if, if uh, Michael could put the photograph up of Mark. You know, In fact, I think if he was wearing your top column, it would really be more suitable. It would really... <laughs> you know... <laughs> That is a bit of a TV can you stick that photograph up, Michael? On, on the, I was going to say, like, Brian, uh, Colin, you know, France play next weekend in the Six Nations? Yeah, Colin, yeah. I was going to say, the jacket. No. I mean, I'm joking. What, what photo are we talking about here? What's well, there's a photograph going around this evening of Mark in his David Bowie, you know, gear. Do you want to have a quick look into your, <laughs> into your WhatsApp photographs? 
Very cool. Who's WhatsApp because it was taking us very seriously? Because I mean, boys. Anyway, while I'm doing this, I'm going to talk at the same time. We're going to be back on Friday, I think. Obviously, if anything happens in the NFL, which it probably will, let's be honest at this point, over the next week, we will be back and we will see the crack. Um, hopefully, nothing serious happens. You know, like no one are like to Sean Watson happen live or something next Friday. But I think, boys, we can all agree that we have come to the start of this process now and that there will be at least one or two moves next week. So you can be granted that if anything does happen, we will be live with the best content going in Ireland, uh, including a, a crazy Super Bowl pick. That's so that. I gave you the pick last week, actually, funny enough. I told you. There it is. <laughs> Dear God, that is just... <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, you can check us out on the Ponder Arena Facebook page. I, I, sorry, Ryan. I agree with Colin. I feel for the people that will uh, take time to listen to this podcast this weekend and don't get to see the broadcast because it's, it's well worth watching just for the last two minutes alone. Well, if you're listening to us on our podcast, please give us uh, a rating on the podcast. Maybe remark on my accent and the feedback. I don't mind. It's all good. Uh, just for the feedback consequence, Brian is wearing a Dublin jacket. Just if you want to take that into account if you are listening to this. And we'll be back next Friday. You can check us out, as we said, on the podcast. If you're on the podcast, you want to watch us. We're on Twitter at IRENFL Show, where we're giving away an NFL jersey of your choice up to the value of €99.105 Euro or whatever column can afford because he's paying for it and um that, that i'm joking that's pretty much it and um, thank you everybody for watching lads thank you all very much and uh yeah very amusing episode thanks guys take care we're, we'll be back in the week there's no way that this week is going ahead without a trade see you soon good luck thank see you ya.